Well, good morning, Connection. How y'all doing? Everybody good? Hey, who graduated yesterday? Golly. All right, all right. Praise the Lord, right? That's good. Hey, we are excited to see what God is going to be doing in y'all's young lives. What, 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 a, what an awesome uh, accomplishment and feat. And, and uh, y'all just keep looking to the Lord to guide your steps. You're going to be great. You're going to be great. Hey, uh, Buck was just talking about, you know, the miracles that God's doing. And, uh, and he is. God is faithful. He's in the miracle business. He's in the salvation business. He's in the, he's in the anything godly business, right? And, uh, and he's doing some wonderful things here at Connection. I, I want to go back to last week just a second before we get started. And, and Brandon was, uh, was preaching, and then they even went further back. You know, and, and they showed a video when, when Brandon preached, and he had the jars. And, and, we saw, and we saw those jars. And then in relationship to today, how those jars or being filled, some of them being full, and, and, uh, and, and that's just, it's just so awesome. And one of the things that he talked about was transitional housing, y'all. And uh, I've had a, a, just a humbling experience and the privilege to get to work with the transitional housing over the last year. I was kind of like the guinea pig. I got in there in the trenches with it, and we didn't know anything about it. We didn't. And uh, now uh, David Shirley, he's, he, he's, he's growing up in it, and he's... Uh, him and, and several more have come up with just this awesome program that's even going to take it to the next level of what, what God wants. But last year about this time, our executive pastor, Joey Fennell, he, he, he gave me a call and, and uh, he said, uh, he said, Bo, uh, uh, do you got the transitional housing units ready? And I said, Joey, I just told you that we had an opportunity to get these things two hours ago. Well, we need one. We need one. We, we, we got someone that needs, we need to put in it. I said, okay, give me a couple days and, I, and I'll have one of them ready. So... What this was was, y'all, we, we had a, a young lady who had, who had grew up in a, in a very, very rough drug situation in her home. Her mother was uh, uh, just, just rough on crystal meth and, and just all that 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 causes, y'all, is just, it's just it's, it's hard and it's tough. And, it, and it's, tough to be, it's tough to be a child in that kind of environment, some of the things she was having to deal with. And... We got the opportunity to, to, to move this young lady into our transitional housing program. After she got in, she, she was real reserved. She was real shy, but she had just a sweet, sweet spirit, y'all. And, uh, and as we got to know each other and, and as we got to talking, you know, I, I, you know, I asked us, what, what are some goals that you want? What, what are some things you want out of life? What, what do you want to do? What are your dreams? And she said, well, I, she said, I'd like, to, I'd like to get my learner's license and and then maybe my driver's license, and I'd like to have a vehicle, and, and um, I just, uh, I, I want to go to college. I want to go to college, but I, I got to finish high school first and, and, uh, and, and things like that. And I said, wow. So, so we, started, we started working toward those things. And let me tell you all, this young lady got her, got her learner's license. She got her driver's license. She got a job. She acquired a vehicle. She decided not to go to school to apply for college because she felt like, she said, I need to learn how to live on my own for a while. She said, I need to learn what this is all about. And she did, y'all. She, she, just, she just thrived. She just, just really grabbed a hold of everything that was going on. And, and um, then she applied for college this year. Let me tell you how God works. 
through what y'all have given to one in one and through your prayers and through your heart for others, this young lady has now been accepted to college. She's just moved to Texas. Her relationship with Christ has grown. She's met a wonderful young man. She's now engaged to be married. And she is pursuing what God wants her to do. And her dreams are being met. And y'all, that's because of the love of Christ. And that's because of what connection is about is helping people grow in that relationship. And that's because of God first and then your obedience to him. So I think we should praise God. Praise God for that. Okay, this week we're going to be talking about global missions, okay, and, and I want to just go ahead and set the record straight on something. We talk about local missions, we talk about, you know, stuff within our community, then we talk about, you know, what we can do in the United States with missions, and then we talk about global missions. First and foremost, God said to go to all nations. So one thing that, and, and I know that, that we do this to kind of keep up with things and areas, but God's heart is for all people, is for all people. And I hope that this morning we can come to the realization in our heart that missions is one big umbrella. It starts from when we get up in the morning, the closest ones to us, and it goes to the ends of the earth. Can we agree on that? Because that's what God wants. That's what God wants to teach. But I think sometimes, not, not intentionally or not out of malice, but we, we, we tend to want to separate it. We tend to want to separate it. But God said all. God said all. All right, I'm going to read this morning. We're going to be in Acts the book of Acts, chapter 1, we're going to read verses 1 through 9, and I'm going to pray, and hey, we're going to see where God goes with this this morning. Glad y'all are here. It says, uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 1, in my former book, Theopolis, I wrote about all the things that Jesus began to do and teach until the day that he was taken up to heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles, he had chosen. After his suffering, he showed himself to these men and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over, over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait. Wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will, listen now, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just, God, we just thank you today. Dear Lord, I thank you for, uh, I thank you for the graduation. I thank you for the kids that are here, the excitement they see. Dear Lord, we just, we're just so excited of what you're going to do in their lives. Dear Lord, I thank you for each and every heart that's here today. Dear God, show us your vision. Dear Lord, show us your command. Show us how you really want us to feel about missions, dear Lord, and how you want us at Connection, as Connection, as followers of you, dear Lord, to be obedient to you in that. Dear Lord, I just pray for salvation today. I pray that you touch the hearts, dear Lord. I just pray right now some prayer warriors are stepping up, dear Lord, that some prayer warriors are calling for your spirit to touch someone, dear God. Dear God, we need you. Dear God, I'm in awe of you. And dear Lord, I just thank you so much for dying on that cross. Dear Lord, and providing a way for us to spend eternity with you. 
It's in these things we pray in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Y'all got a friend. He's a lot older than me. So that means he's pretty old. Um, he, he's, uh, he's between my age and my dad's age. He's kind of one of my dad's friends and mine. But back when he graduated high school, it's been some time ago, he, uh, he came home and, and uh, he still had on his cap and his gown. And as he was walking up through the yard, he, he met his father who was on the porch. His dad was on the porch. And he said, son, he said, he said come up here and sit down here in this chair. He said, I want to talk to you. So my buddy he went up there and he sat down in the chair and he said, I want you to know how proud me and your mama are of you. We are just so proud of you graduating. He said, you know, you, you're one of, the, one of the very few in our family that's ever graduated from high school. He said, we're proud of you, son. And he said, and we know that for, for, for doing this, you know, he said, a lot of families, he said, some dads, uh, they, they'll, give their son, they, they'll give their son or daughter a, a watch, you know, something nice to, for graduating. He said, and you know, I know that uh, some guys, uh, fathers, will give parents to give, uh, give their son and daughter some money, kind of help them, kind of help them get going. Boy, my buddy, he was kind of getting a little antsy, you know. He'd get a little excited. This wasn't like his dad, you know. He said, he said, son, I know that, you know, some, some families even give them a car, an automobile to start life in. He said, and some give a piece of their land. For the, for the kids to settle on. But he said, son, he said, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to do much better than that. He said, I'm giving you the whole world. Go get it. <laughs> and y'all, as his dad said that, his mother came out on the front porch, tears in her eyes, handed my friend a suitcase with what few little belongings he had. And he left to go out and get the world. He did. Now, not in exactly the same way, but Jesus calls us to do the same. He, he calls us to go get it. He tells us to go out into the world. He tells us to go out and make disciples. He calls us to be the light of the world, does he not? So let me ask you something. Why don't we go, church? Why don't we go? From Genesis to Revelation, y'all, the Bible is full of missions. God is a missions God. God came, Jesus came here with a mission, the mission of honoring his father, doing what his father wanted him to do, and also to reconcile us to himself, right, so that we could spend eternity with him. That's why he came to earth. That's why he came to earth. And we can see all throughout scripture that this is true. But what do we do? God tells us, you know, to go and be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. But what do we do? That's what we do, y'all. That's what the modern day church as a whole, I feel strongly, is doing. Acts 1.8 is the most preached verse on, on uh, missions. It is. We hear it, y'all, but we're not listening. We're not listening to God. So that's why I wanted to put it up here. I want, I want you to see it. I want you to think this morning in your own heart, what is hindering you from going? What is hindering you answering the call of what God has called all of us to do? Not just some. Not just some. It started in Genesis 
God told Adam what? He told him to be fruitful and multiply. Yes, that means that he wanted him to populate the earth. But y'all, God's original plan was that not only that we populate the earth with people, but he wanted people to be populated earth that was made, that made in his image, right? He wanted people that would worship him, that would praise him, that would obey him, that would honor him for his glory. That was the original tent. Now, we know the old serpent comes slipping in. He deceived Eve. Adam didn't do what he's supposed to as a husband. And we had to follow a man. Well, we know later on in Genesis again, what did he tell Noah before he got off the ark and his sons and his family? He said, be fruitful and multiply, filling the earth. That's what he wanted to do. There again, we see it. We see it. Genesis 11, what happens? Tower of Babel. Everybody, you know, they became numerous, became numbered. They were going to do something for the self. They're going to do something in their own right, right? They were looking toward the self. That's totally against what God wants. He doesn't want us to look towards ourselves. He wants us to look toward him. So what they did, they were going to construct this big tower all the way to heaven. So what are they going to do? What did God do? He had to do something. He had to cause confusion. He changed the voices. He changed their tongues. He changed how they spoke. He changed how they acted. And he scattered them through the earth. That was for our own good. And he made many nations out of it. We keep moving on in Genesis. We find Abraham, right? Abram. And then God called him Abraham. He said what? He said he'd be blessed. He said, Abraham, go and just not fill the earth, but a blessing will come to all the earth, to all the earth, to all the peoples. Notice I didn't say people. I said peoples. Peoples indicates a concept of ethnic. I've done me a little research this week. Ethnic. That's how we get the word ethnic, different ethnic groups. He is referring not to different countries, y'all, but to different groups of people, the nations, the nations. Nations are a large group of people who share a common language, culture, ethnicity, descent, or history. And we want to say, well, what has that that got to do? What what has God's promise with Abraham got to do with us? It says in Galatians 3, 5 through 9, I'm just going to narrow it down. It just says, when we believe, we are Abraham's children, right? So the promise extends to us. All nations, all nations will be blessed. That's God's intention. That's God's purpose. That's what's going to have to happen. We can move on into Psalm 46.10. This is something that, man, you see this one on, on frames, on posters, everywhere. It's a lot of people's lives first. It says, be still and know that I am God. Y'all, that's all good and dandy. That's right. God wants us to do that. But if you read the rest of the verse, it says, I will be exalted among the what? The nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Psalm 96.3 declares glory among all nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. Peoples again. God, that's God's call for all nations. All nations. We'll run through the prophets real quick. Daniel, in the fiery furnace, he said, I declare that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the God, the God of who? Radshach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's just like the, the fella who was coming home from church. He asked the little boy, he said, did you listen to the preacher today? He said, yeah, daddy, I did. He said, what did the preacher talk about? He said, well, daddy, he said he talked about a raggedy shack. He's going to put me in the shack with a billy goat. Rad shack, me shack, and a billy goat. For, the, for there is no other God who can, I love that. There is no other way God can save in this way. No other gods can save in that way. Then later on in Daniel, we see King Darius wrote to all the peoples and nations and men of every language throughout the land, Every part of my kingdom, people must fear and reverence God. Then we get into the New Testament. 
We can look into Mark. Temple is a house of prayer for all nations. We're going to get back to that one. Matthew 8, uh, 28, 18 through 20, the Great Commission. Go, make disciples of what? Of all nations. Later on in Matthew, it says that the end will come only after the gospel is preached to all nations. This is God's purpose. This is God's plan for us. If you want to know, I mean, really, right now, if you want, I, I, a lot of people ask, what does God want me to do with my life? What is God's will for my life? Y'all, this is it right here. He made it crystal clear. It's the last thing he said before he ascended to heaven. Go make disciples. Not just at your house. He didn't say, do it at your house, then go somewhere else. He said, and, in that verse. He said, and. That's all inclusive, like the umbrella that we're talking about. We get back to Acts 1.8, to the ends of the earth. And even in Revelation, it says, we see in the end that every nation is around the throne. Ain't that great? That God ain't forgotten nobody. That every nation is around the throne. And then the mission will be a so let me ask you something. Why don't we listen to God and do what he says? Why don't we? Why don't we? I want to give you an example. One thing I think that uh, it's because we've kind of been misinformed a little bit, to be honest with you, as, as the modern church. I got a group of people I want to come up. Y'all, if we're going to learn, there's, there's six things we're going to talk about today. The first one is learning. We've we, we got to learn. We've we got to know what God's word has for us. We've got to learn what Jesus wants for us in doing and making disciples. And, uh, I mean, like I said earlier, it was the last thing he said, so, so it is important. It is so important. All right. Here we got, we got ten folks. How y'all doing? Oh, looking so good. Young. Boy, they make me look old, don't they? I'll tell you what, they sure do. These 10 people here are representing the 7 billion people that we have on this earth. 7 billion people that we have on this earth. All right, out of these 7 billion, about 33%, those are Christians. Those are Christians. So we got these three right here. Y'all lucky, y'all going to heaven, everything's good. Now out of, these, out of this 33%, you got 10% uh, of them are evangelical. That means they, they got it going on. They follow what God wants them to do and everything else. And then we got what we call the nominal Christians. That's why I'm giving you a Santa Claus hat and giving you a little Easter bunny ears. We call them CEOs in the church business. Christian, I mean, Christmas and Easter only people. People that basically are just coming to church and filling up a seat just to say to you know that, that they've been to church. Okay, but the Christians, nonetheless, nonetheless, we're glad you're here. Come back before next Easter and next Christmas, okay? Please do. Please do. Next, we got about 38%. We'll go with four, y'all, since I can't cut you off at the knee there. I'm going to you, let you slide this time. So we got four. These are, these are people that have said no. They've heard of the gospel. They got, there's, there's some churches in their area. They got friends that are Christian, but they have just said no. This is in the world that they said no. So y'all are blind. Y'all are blind to Jesus. So I'm going to give y'all some sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> you look like a bumblebee, man. <laughs> That's pretty cool. All right, and then what do we have over here? It's 29% of the world. 29% of the world, y'all, that have never heard of Jesus, don't have a Bible written in their language, don't have any churches around them, nothing. Never heard of Jesus. 
ever heard of Jesus? Just a question mark there. Wow. There's 6,733 unreached people groups. That's what these are that, that, that don't know Christ. 6,733 groups. These groups can accumulate. It's, a little, it's like 3 billion point one one, whatever that means. So it's over 3 billion people that have never heard, y'all never heard the gospel and love saving grace of Jesus Christ. Next we got uh, missionaries. This is what's happening in the missions, missions world today. 72% of missionaries are going to where? They're going to where the Christians are. We did this with marbles because most people say if you're a missionary, you've lost your marbles. But I actually say it's because you see the heart for the nations. That's what a missionary is. They see God's heart and what God has. So 72%, we got the jar with 72% in it. Now, the, the, uh, the ones that have said no, ones that have said no, we got uh, 25%. 25% are going, going to these areas. They're going to the ones that, like I say, there's some church there. There's some friends that are Christians, but there's missionaries that are going and trying to reach the ones that are definitely saying no. Then we got, uh, let me see that. Wow. We got three. Three percent of missionaries are going to the unreached people groups, y'all. Three percent are going where they don't know Christ. Well, then we got the money aspect of this. And I'm minding you, this is, this is a, the whole church, church as a whole. Because at Connection, we, we're not doing this. But anyway, we got 87% of the money is going where? Going to where the Christians are. Going where the Christians. These are places that have already been established. These are uh, some uh, thriving ministries, things of that nature that is, that is well established. It, it, it's, well, it's well done. It's, 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 it's there. Then we got for those that, are, those that are lost, those that have said no, we got 12%. 12% going of the money. And then we got, what do y'all get? Wow. 1%. 1%. 1 of all the money that's collected for missions and given for missions is going to an unreached people. It's kind of hard to split a dollar between three people. Y'all, something ain't right. Something's not right. Now, do not get me wrong. Do not misunderstand me at all. Are these people important? Are these people important? Are these people important? Exactly. God loves each and every one of us. God's desire is to reconcile the whole world into himself. So where they got it going on, that is awesome, that is great, and we're for it. We're the ones that are lost, the ones that have definitely said no, that have heard the gospel. We still are reaching out to them. One of y'all is going to get saved today. I can feel it. And then we got the ones that have not heard, and they're important too. It's all. But when you take a look at this, y'all, I'm just going to be honest with you. There's, I feel like there's some in this group that we're going here because it's convenient. It's easy. We can just jump on a plane, fly, or drive across state lines, or 
or, or go right, and that's all important, but we want to do it to do this. We want to do it to pat ourselves on the back and say we've been on a mission trip. And that's not what it's about. It's about sharing the love of Christ with everybody. But do not, and y'all hear me good, this is important. It is important. We got this group, the lost. It kind of shows our heart as a whole. They're lost. We know they're lost. These people have been identified. But yet we're not going to them. We're only, we're only giving 12% of the money. We only got 25% of the missionaries going here. All these people are dying and going to hell. And then we got the ones that have never heard, never heard of Jesus. And we got 1% of the money going and only 3% of the missionaries. We need a shift. We need to get more coming this way. Because y'all, once we reach all these groups, then y'all, we only have two groups left. We got the Christians and then we got the ones that have said no. And, and then we can focus more on that. Is this starting to make sense? Is it starting to make sense to you what's going on, of what's going on in the world? Thank y'all so much. I appreciate it. And I brought them up here, y'all, because I want you to see, because we do, we, we listen, but we don't hear. We got to see. We got to ask God to, got to ask God to show us. Got to show us. Also, the, the young lady that was uh, handing out all the stuff, her name is Ashley. She's a intern here at the church. She helps me with missions. She has a heart for missions. She'll be going to uh, Southeast Asia. And uh, that's where she feels God is calling her. So awesome. She's the most organized person in the world, too. I'm telling you. She keeps me, she keeps, y'all listen, she keeps me so straight that my mind's like, y'all know, my mind's going all kind of everywhere. She, she, she'll label you sandwich that you put in the refrigerator. So you, you'll know it's yours for dinner. I mean, she, she's great. She does an awesome job. All right, y'all, so we've learned something this morning. Have we not? Have we learned? We kind of learned kind of what the world's looking like with missions. We learned that everyone is important. That's the first thing we got to do, y'all. We got to learn. We got to know. We got to study our scriptures. We got to know what God's heart is for the nations, for the nations. For some reason, we think in the United States that we're the most blessed nation in the world, that we're the only one that God cares about, and we're the only one that's got his children in it. Y'all, that is a lie. That's the biggest lie we could ever think about. It ain't true. It ain't true, and I'll tell you this. God has blessed us, and he has blessed this nation, but I'm gonna tell you something else. If we don't change some of our ways in this country, God can pull that from us. Don't think he can. We don't. We are so interested in ourselves. We're so interested in other things, material things, how much money we can make and all this other kind of stuff that we forget about God and we forget about his purposes. We get so wrapped up in drinking and drugs and extramarital affairs and everything else, we can't see what God's purpose is. We can't. It's the truth. It's the truth of what's going on over here in the United States. Am I proud about the United States? Yes. Anybody, if you serve in the military, I love you and praise God for what you've done to keep us free. Y'all understand me. I love the USA, and I'm patriotic. But I'm not patriotic about the ungodliness that's going on in our own hearts because our hearts, as God's word says, will deceive us. They will. You leave me to my own devices, y'all, I can get way out there in just a minute. I need God. I got to stay within the arms of the cross every day of my life. I think we all should do that. The next thing, the goers. We need people that go. We've learned and now we got to go. In a sense, we are all goers, y'all. We are. That's what God commands us to do. These are the frontline warriors. These are the ones that's going and getting after it. These are the ones that are going to go to where no one has ever gone before. God, can you think about it? Can you imagine 
Oh, boy. Come on, Jesus. Come on. Being the first one. Being the first one to come into a group of people and sharing, learning their language, because that's what you're going to have to do, and sharing the love and the saving grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. Wow, can you imagine that? You think God wants that for someone in here? You think God wants that for all of us in here? For us to share with someone lost, whether it be in your own family or way over yonder? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And if you're saved, if you're saved by Jesus, you got the Holy Spirit in you and you got everything you need to tell your story. You got a general base knowledge of the gospel. That is faith. That through faith you are saved. Not of works, but through faith faith. Y'all, we got to go. Are you going? I'm asking you, are you going? Most of us want to get a little liver quiver. We want the burning bush experience, don't we? We want God to just say, yep, you're going head mission for me. That happens. Yes, it does. It does. I don't know about the burning bush. I don't know but Moses got that. But anyway, he does. He speaks to people directly and directly where he wants them to go. But y'all, he's already called all of us. We don't need no liver emotional feeling. We don't need no Direct call. He's already called us. He's given that direct call. Y'all, there are over 600 million active Christians in the world today. 600 million. All right, out of those 600 million, 150 million of them are the age of y'all that just graduated, between 22 and me, 50 years old. Now, I know I look 36, but I am. I'm 50. Think about it. It is, y'all, listen, listen. Here's what what they project. If 20,000, if 20,000 people would answer the call to Christ, we could reach every one of those unreached people groups. 20,000 out of 150 million. That's just counting the young people. How about us older folks? How about us older folks? We still go to. Colonel Sanders, he didn't start, he was way on up in there. He sold a bunch of chicken. Anyway, so how can you go? You can participate in a short-term mission trip. Hey, Engage Global, that's something we partner with, Engage Global. It's up in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, the, the, uh, the example I gave y'all today, that's where that come from. We've gone, gone two or three times. We go once a year. Hey, if you're interested, get with Next Steps. I'll send you all the information that you need to be able to go to Engage Global. There's also, hey, if you're a young adult, Cafe 1040. It's a wonderful three-month mission mentorship. And y'all, it's in an area, it's in an area of the unreached people groups. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. It's, it's, it's tough. Missions ain't easy. Ain't nobody ever said it was. But it's God's call on our life, and he promises to give us everything that we need. And hey, if you're thinking about long-term, if that's, if that's right, raising up in your heart, come see one of us here at Connection. I'd love to talk to you about it. Love to. We'll help you get hooked up with right sending agencies that we know of, all things like that. Y'all, there's ways to do this. God is providing those ways. The next thing we have, so we got, we've learned something, and we know we got to go. We also got senders. These are the people who would like to go overseas, but feel called to stay and hold the ropes for those that do go. We need those. We need those. We need people that, that, that the senders help fund these people. Think about those 20,000 that we need, and we had another 80,000 people that were willing to, and those 80,000 would help raise the money and help, help draw the needs up of what to do. I believe all in my heart there's people out there that want to give, that want to give to this, that want to give to seeing God's kingdom be built. God owns it all anyway. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills, y'all. There ain't nothing here on this earth truly ours. But he gave himself 
for us. Give. That's what sinners, that's what sinners do. They help, they help sin. Y'all, the after-tax income, listen to this, the after-tax income in America is between eight and $900 billion. That's after Uncle Sam gets his part. We give $2 billion. Y'all, y'all hear me now? Eight to $900 billion is our income as Christians. $2 billion of it is given to missions. Only $2 billion. Y'all, that's one quarter of 1%. A quarter of a penny. Y'all, we spend $10 million a year on weight reduction programs here in the United States. Ladies, keep wearing it, but y'all spend more on cosmetics than we do on uh, missions. Guys, I ain't done with you yet either. We spend more on dog food than we do on missions every year. Now, don't get me wrong. Listen to me. I just lost 28 pounds. Ain't nobody said nothing. I'm a little upset about that. But anyway, weight reduction plans are good. Cosmetics, I really don't know about. I was a powder puff cheerleader one time. It just really didn't, really didn't fit me for long. So I'm not, I'm not into the cosmetics. But out of dogs, I got three dogs. And, but hey, maybe they don't need to eat eucanuba. Maybe they can get by on Alpo and we can send somebody else. What I'm saying, y'all, is this. If you want to be a sender, maybe it's time we look at what we spend our money on, look at how we can cut back and how we can provide for others. That's what I'm saying. I'm not against dogs. I love them. Not against cosmetics, not against weight loss programs. The healthier you are, the more I think you can work for Christ too. So don't nobody be sending me no emails about that. All right. If you do, like Jeremy Lindsay said a while back, send them to John Irvin. Okay. So 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 how can how can we be sent? We can give to one and one, y'all. That's how we can be. We can support team members. We, we we're going to Honduras and we're going to the Dominican Republic here in June. You, you can help support those folks. And y'all that, the, those of y'all that have been supporting them, and give, wow, thank you. I, I've, I've seen some of the, the money coming in and the stories behind it, y'all, of, of how God's raising you up and you're being obedient and supporting this, and it's awesome. So, so thank y'all for that. I do, I, I do. I thank y'all for that. <clears throat> y'all, we need some supplies. I'll just go ahead and throw this in there. Y'all, we need some aspirin, Tylenol, Band-Aids, first aid kits, Ziploc bags. Can you imagine what they can do with Ziploc bags over in the Dominican Republic and Honduras? I'm telling you, it's amazing what they use these bags for. They don't waste nothing over here in the United States. We do. We need outdoor activity stuff, chalk, bubbles, jump ropes, bouncy balls. Be sure the bouncy balls are deflated. We'll pump it up when we get there. VBS craft stuff. Y'all, we got a lot in store. God's got a lot in store for us, and we're going to share the gospel when we get there also. But this is some of the stuff. If you can help with that, uh, go see us at, at the next steps. Are you sending? Are you sending in some kind of way is my question. Then we have welcomers. Y'all, this is vital. You know, God told us to go. He has. But we ain't been going. So what does he do? He's bringing people to us. The United States has over 800,000 international students coming to this country. The United States is a melting pot. And we're getting, I mean, we're getting smart. You know, these people are coming in here. They're, they're spending four to six years with us in the United States. That's the average. But you know what? Very rarely do any of them share a meal in Americans' home or get invited to one. Y'all, we have over 400 international students right here at Georgia Southern University representing over 94 countries. Do you, do, do you know what God could do with that when we reach these people and they go back to their countries and start sharing the love of Christ? Hey, be a friend. 
Ask someone out. You college students, every other Friday, there's a, there's a luncheon to get to know these folks. They are starving to get to know you. They want to know about our culture. They want to know who we are. But we go it's so wrapped up in if only you look like me or if only you dress like me or only if you are the same color as me, do we do anything? That's got to stop. Prejudice has got to go. It's got to go from this town. It's got to go from the country. And it's got to go from this world because God loves everybody, each and every one. I learned the song when I was a kid. And it's time we start doing something about it. I'm going to go to preaching in a minute. But for real, y'all, it, it, it's right there. We can, we, can, we can just show the love of Christ. We can show the love to our fellow man. God says, you know, love your neighbor. There are neighbors, y'all. There are neighbors. And we need to reach out. We can impact the world right here in our own backyard, y'all. You can adopt one of these people. I mean, it's just, I can just go on and on and on about the impact we can make. We need mobilizers. These are the ones who are sounding the alarm, y'all. These are the ones that are, are talking about the importance of missions. Think of it this way. I can go to an unreached people group or I can go and witness to someone and that's okay. But what if I'm calling up my friends? What if, what if I'm rallying the troops and we get 100 to go? That's what a mobilizer does. That's what a mobilizer does. We can, we can just make a significant impact on what's going on when we mobilize. Man, these are, these are the ones that yearn to be in the field but have stayed behind to rally the troops. They, they, they help organize here. Like Miss Ash is doing, helping organize the trip. Marissa helps organize the trip. Stacy helps organize the trips. Y'all, that's so important. It's so important to, for us to get our stuff together and be mobilized and go. We need more men and women in every church, in every town, on every campus to be shouting from the rooftops to go make disciples of people. There's an organization called www.mobilization.org. Check it out. Or fill out your name at the Next Steps table. I'll send you all the information. The Joshua Project. Some of the stuff I talked about today, it'll give you some great information. If you want to learn to mobilize, we got some good stuff on that. Take a prospectus class. Kairos. There's so many things y'all we can do. Just get in touch with me. BFordhamConnection-Church.com then we're getting down to one that we got to do. We got to pray, y'all. We got to pray. We have a wonderful, wonderful prayer team here at Connection. Wonderful. I am so blessed to get with them and pray. But y'all, God calls not only for us to go to all nations, He calls for us to pray. A praying a prayer is a conversation with God, y'all. Do you talk to him? This has been heavy on my heart for about a month now. Heavy, heavy, heavy. God wants us to pray. He wants us to ask him. God's wanting to move more in connection right now. And he is moving. And he's, he's showing us what he can do. He's filling the jars, but y'all, he wants us he wants us to ask him. I feel that strongly. And I'm not just talking about filling jars with money. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about filling us with his goodness, filling us with his mercy, filling us with the compassion, filling us with the, just loosen us from all the things that bind us, drinking, drugs, and all that kind of stuff. God wants to move. 
He wants to see this community transformed. He wants to see this country transformed. And he wants to see this world transformed. And don't tell me he cannot do it from right here at Connection Statesboro. Don't tell me he can't. That's what we always say. Oh, I know God can, but, but Willie, why don't we get on our knees and see? Why don't we fail face down with a broken and contrite heart and say, oh God, I need you. Oh, how I need you. God, if we going to get over here to the unreached people groups, God, how do we get there? How are we going to get there? God, here I am, send me. We need prayer. We need prayer. So what's holding you back? Why don't we go? Why don't we sin? Why ain't we welcome them? Why don't we mobilize? Why aren't we praying? Because you feel unqualified, right? Jesus says, if you are saved, his spirit dwells in you. The same spirit, and it's in a song that rose Jesus from the grave, is alive in us. We got to ask him to just manifest it, just bring it on. Because he's wanting to, but we still want to do our own things. Some people will say, you're still going to say, well, I ain't called to do that. He can't make it no clearer. It's the last thing he said before he went up. You are called. He said, go make disciples. Go make disciples. In Statesboro, in Portal, in Vidalia, in Millen, Dublin, Atlanta, to the ends of the earth, to the ends of the earth. He gives us that commission. He wants to win all people to himself. All people to himself. And you know, this hit me right before I came out. You know, what an honor, what a privilege that God would allow me, that God would allow you to be in his work. After so many times since Genesis, since Adam and Eve, and all through history, we flubbed it up. He wants to use us. And we'll be successful because he'll be guiding us. If there's ever a time to learn from his word and spend time in prayer and to lead others to him, y'all, it's time now. It is time for the kingdom to grow. Because, y'all, if we don't, if we keep doing this, God, oh, and you can't just, well, I'll mark out part of it, but I'll do this. Uh-uh. If you mark one part out, you mark it out at all. He didn't say then go do it. He said and go do it and all of them. Because when that happens, y'all, here's what we're doing. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him shall not perish but shall have everlasting life. This is what we're doing. We're taking, if you take that out of the Bible, you're taking this out. If we won't go, if we won't sin, if we won't mobilize, this is what we're doing. We're robbing someone of the opportunity to get to know Jesus Christ. God calls us. God calls us to do this. And right now, if you've never had that relationship with Jesus Christ, that X is in your life. If you don't have that relationship, if, if if you haven't been indwelled with the Holy Spirit, if you hadn't asked God, just through faith, God, I believe in you. I know you died on that cross. You're the Son of God. And that you were the perfect, the perfect,
perfect sacrifice, the only sacrifice that could pay for my sins, then this is on you right now. And it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Is God speaking to your heart? Is God speaking to someone's heart this morning that, hey, I don't want that X. I want the 316. God hit me with this and the nine o'clock. The first missionary thing that was done was right after the day of Pentecost. I mean, at the day of Pentecost. God sent the fiery tongues and they started speaking, buddy. They started speaking and it covered everybody there. There wasn't nobody that couldn't hear because when God utters, you can hear it. You can hear it. And some started mocking and making fun just as some will do today on what I'm speaking about. And they said they were drunk. Then Peter, he stood up, he said, no, they ain't drunk, it's only nine in the morning. They're not drunk. And he started preaching. He started sharing the word and they heard. In Acts 2, 22, it says, men of Israel, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles wonders and signs which God did among you through him as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's set purpose and foreknowledge and you with the help of wicked men put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. Skip down to 32. God has raised this Jesus to life. We are all witnesses of the fact. Exalted to the right hand of God. He has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. Over to 36. Therefore, let all of Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus. God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said, Peter, and to the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And I'm telling y'all right now, just as Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. That's the gospel. That's what Jesus does. That's why Jesus came. From the Christians to the ones that are saying no to the unreached people group to you sitting right here today. That's God's call for your life. It says that day that 3,000 came to know Jesus. 3,000 came to know Jesus and baptized. It sure is hard today in churches when you preach. It seems like you've got to preach 3,000 sermons to get one salvation. But that's all God's doing. So I'm asking you, is there anybody today, is there anyone today that God is touching your heart and he's saying today is the day for salvation? If it is, just raise your hand. I know you can be nervous, but we want to celebrate with you. That's what we do at Connection. Is there anyone that God is speaking to? Amen. 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 Who else?
Who else? Anybody else? Amen. Amen, brother. Amen. Anybody else? Who is God speaking to? Where does God want you to go? What does God want you to do? Anybody? Anybody else? I'll say it again. God says today is the day of salvation. Anybody? Hey, we want to pray with you. Your last two. Will you raise your hand again? Man, let's give Jesus some praise. People have just come from death to life. People are going to be in heaven. We're going to be shared in his glory. Amen. 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 Woo! God is good. Now, how about the rest of us? He's called us to go to all nations. We're given six ways that here at Connection we want to fulfill. We're going to one of these people groups. There's no doubt in my mind God is raising up a team right now. Y'all, we need that prayer. We need the prayer of where he wants us to go, where that's going to be. You know, there's 84 unreached people groups in the United States of America. There's five in Poland. And the list goes on and on. Be in prayer of where God wants us to go. But will you now, as we pray, and I'm fixing to pray, will you ask God to take that X from your heart, take that X from your life, and wherever you fit in with this, because you do fit in, because God's called you to it. And he ain't called you to bind you. He called you to do this to free you. Wow. You want your marriage? You want your marriage to be better? Go on a mission trip. I learned that. I ain't got time now. We, we, we running late. But God saved my marriage on a mission trip. You want to be released from drugs and alcohol? Do something with missions. In other words, focus on God and what God's intentions are. You want to become less prideful? Stop looking at yourself and look at what God's doing. When we give to what God wants us to do. Listen, when you surrender to Christ, sin surrenders to us because God has already paid for that sin. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Dear God, we praise you. Dear God, you are the master. Our Lord and Savior, dear Lord, we cry out to you and we thank you for what we've seen here today. Dear Lord, of you, dear God, you bringing people from death to life. Dear God, you got a big calling on us, but a calling that you equip us with, a calling that you promise will be done. Dear Lord, we want to be a part of it here at Connection, dear Lord. Use us, touch our hearts, dear Lord. Catapult us to where you want us to be, dear God. I just pray for each and every one here, dear Lord, that whatever it is that, that just detains us, that binds us, that, that keeps us from fulfilling this call, dear Lord, of going to all nations, Dear Lord, you just lift that. And we become vibrant in you, dear Lord. Dear Lord, help us. Help us when we can't see the importance of everyone else in this world. Thank you for the cross, Jesus, and you dying on it. Without you, dear Lord, there is no reason. It's in your name we pray.